Hi, I'm Mirtha Donestorg. I am co-public affairs director for WKNC 88.1. Hi, I'm Keani Holmes, and I am the senior representative for ASAC, which is African American Advisory Suite Council. Hello, my name is Inez Nicholson, and I'm the news editor of The Technician. Hey, uh, my name is Gabe DeCaro, and I'm the assistant opinion editor for The Technician. So just to give you a breakdown on how this will all work, um, they, as pairs, will give you their opening statements, which will be about two minutes each. Then there are eight questions, and each of them will have a minute and a half to give you the answers. Um, and like I said, these, as the moderators, will be the ones asking the questions. So well, it'll be like about 60 minutes in total, and then I'll give like some closing remarks at the end, and we'll be good to go. All right, I guess I'll go first. Um, my name is Nate Bridgers, and I am a junior majoring in finance, and I am the current student body vice president, and I'm running for student body president. Um, so I'm running for student body president because the cost of higher education has gotten out of control, and something needs to be done about it. Um, I want NC State to continue to be the flagship university that anyone, no matter what their socioeconomic background is, can attend and can learn here if they want to. Um, coming to NC State was an easy decision for myself because, again, it was one of the more affordable options. And it was probably, I mean, in my opinion, easily the best school in North Carolina. <laughs> um, so again, I want to continue to fight, higher, <clears throat> fight the higher cost of education and um, <clears throat> And also because our ticket understands that it's a whole lot harder to be, in, to be successful in any aspect of life if you're struggling to pay for your textbooks and your tuition and fees and all that sort of thing. So again, we want to continue to make NC State a place where anyone can attend. So uh, I'm Hayes Griggs. I am a junior in political science here. Uh, I'm currently the Interfraternity Council President. I've served before that as a VP of Programming for 2015 for the Interfraternity Council. Really, the, uh, the reason I'm running is because, obviously, like we all do, I want to see NC State be a better place. And I think Nate Bridgers uh, is the best man for the job. I really do. I've gotten to know him well over the past year on his cabinet, and I think he's the best man for the job. Uh, like he said, it is extremely expensive to go here. We want it to be more affordable. We want NC State to be a more sustainable place. We've got ideas for that. And we want it to be a more inclusive place as well. And I think with Nate, and I and our experience that we have in the executive cabinet and our other experience that we're the two best for the job. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Mitchell Morbeck. I'm a junior in political science, uh, psychology and material science engineering. Um, I guess I like political science because I've been on Senate for two years now. Um, I'm pretty involved in other realms of campus. And um, the Long Morbeck campaign is about integrity, inclusion, and innovation. It's about doing things on campus correctly, um, with students in mind, and just with the best interests for the entire student body. And I'll hand it off to Cody. Um, like you said, my name's Cody Long. I'm a junior in political science and history. Um, and one thing I think Mitchell and I want to focus on, and kind of what drove us to uh, begin this campaign, is there's a lot of issues on campus. And there's a lot of talk about those issues. Um, we all know um, that NC State is struggling with our racial climate. We're struggling with things that matter most, our sustainability, our clean um, practices, our green practices. 
Um, but things aren't getting done. We know exactly what needs to be done. We seem to hire companies and external units to come and uh, evaluate it and talk about it for two years. Then we hire other administrators to talk about it. And then they say there's going to be a three-year program to fix it. Well, that does nothing for me because I'm not going to be here in three years. It does nothing for you. So Mitchell and I are about doing things. We're about coming into an administration and actually impacting real change and empowering students to do the same. Um, it's no longer going to be a couple 20, 30 people in student government impacting change and talking about the issues. We want to incorporate everyone. We want to provide innovative solutions, include opinions that are different from ours, and do it all with great integrity. Because it's time that NC State um, comes together, makes change, and really inspires our uh, peer institutions to be more like us. Thank you. I feel like I'm doing karaoke right now. Um, <laughs> good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the valuable time and attention out of your day to be here tonight and to listen to us as candidates uh, pitch our cause to you all. I am Paul Nolan, a student leader, scholar, visionary, and advocate in the NC State community. Um, Brandon and I are running together because we really value what NC State has to offer, but you know, there's always things that we can improve upon. Um, I came to NC State and I really felt the Wolfpack community. What I like to call it is the holding doors open culture. Whether you're looking at Tally Student Union or the libraries or the dining halls, students physically hold doors open for one another. And I really think that signifies like the underlying interconnectedness that we are as an institution. So I firmly believe that student government is here to serve the students. So I feel like any student should be able to come to us and say, okay, we have this problem or we have this issue and Brandon and I can be genuine in our efforts and our pursuits to help you give those resources. We want to empower you all as students to be here and to maximize your experience here at NC State. Good evening, everyone. I am Brandon Stafford. I am a senior majoring in environmental science, originally from New Jersey, currently live in Bailey, North Carolina. Um, as Paul stated earlier, um, I feel like uh, NC State is a great school, uh, but there's always room for improvement. Um, I, I definitely value the idea of the interconnectedness. He says we feel the students, um, but also our reason for running, I feel like we're some of the most genuine candidates available. Um, we value each other, we also value here students here at NC State, um, and it shows in the things that we do. Um, outside of me being the current chapter president of my fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, I'm also an ambassador for the African American Culture Center, a student center, senator, excuse me. I also have a 20 hour week internship where I advocate for public school funding, teacher TA salaries, things like that, and I still mentor with the YMCA in my third year. So um, my idea of just growth and success isn't just my own. It has to do with the pope of everyone. And I feel like with the platform that Paul and I put together that's very extensive um, and he put a lot of work into, we have a great opportunity to make NC State a great place. Thank you. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Ryan Robinson and I currently serve on um, exec and student government. I am the philanthropy chair for the rugby team and uh, me and JJ have built a platform that really centers around the idea that student government should be something that you see in your daily life. Um, when, I was, when I was working on my platform, I, I tried to talk with my team about the things that student government does for them and, uh, and what we were finding were, th were the answers uh, kind of set around the idea that, you know, student government isn't as visible as we'd like it to be. Uh, it's not necessarily as transparent as we'd like it to be. And, uh, you know, we're not in a, a technological era that I think um, the rest of the school is, is moving towards and we need to keep up with that. 
Hi everyone, my name is Jo Twinette Jones, but I prefer to be called JJ. I'm a double major in political science and psychology. I'm a member of the University Honors Program, both the political science and honors, both the political science and psychology honor societies, the W.E.B. Du Bois Honor Society, and also a resident mentor in the State Village, in Wolf Village. Uh, basically, just echoing what Rice said, we really believe that we should be, our slogan is for every student, and we want to implement that and do that well. Um, Good evening, my name is Harrison Preddy, and I'm running for student body president. I am currently a major, I'm a political science major with a minor in economics, and something that a lot of people have asked me is why I'm running. Um, unlike the other candidates, I am not a part of the executive um, branches around here. I have, I'm a, an outsider looking at NC State, and there needs to be some real changes and improvements, some real reform and refinement of the systems we have here. And you know what? I wouldn't run if I thought that the people who are already around could do it. They've had, um, it, I, I'm just tired of seeing, you know, year after year, it not improving. It's time for a fresh perspective. It's time for a new face. It's time for new ideas and better um, uh, engagement of the student body. Um, that's what I'm running on. Um, that's why I think that I'm best qualified to be student body president. Hi. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, my name is Caroline Moody. I'm a freshman. I plan on double majoring in chemical engineering and international studies. I'm currently a first-year student senator, a part of the Appropriations Committee, as well as a um, student liaison into the um, Council of Undergraduate Education. Um, I'm also involved in the uh, University Scholars Program, as well as uh, Delta Zeta Sorority. Um, just kind of piggyback off of what he said, uh, we do feel like there should be some changes. You know, student government has um, a lot of great things going on. And we would just really like to reach out uh, to the community and to the students more and to get to see more and more, um, you know, uh, transparency uh, as a first year student. You know, a lot of freshmen are, you know, made a little like not as aware of student government and we really want to bring that to light. So we're going to do questions now. Uh, the way timing's going to work, each pair is going to have a minute and 30 seconds uh, per question because we have so many candidates. Uh, at the halfway mark, I'm going to hold up this lovely sign, and then uh, I'll say time when uh, you're over. Um, and then we move on. I'll give it to the first question asker. So again, I'm Mirtha Donastork. And I want to know from you guys, what are your priorities and what are the biggest issues you plan to address on campus? And I'll start with you, Nate. So our platform is based around affordability, sustainability, inclusivity, and improving student life. Um, so within those four things, let's kind of start out with affordability. Um, so as I mentioned earlier, um, the cost of higher education has gotten out of control. But I already have with administrators and the chancellor's cabinet to kind of work with them as well as the Senate Committee Tuition and Fees uh, to make sure that we keep those fees uh, going towards things that students want. Uh, I'm the only one that has experience uh, working during on the Committee of Tuition and Fees during a big uh, fee year. 
So um, I think I'm the right person with that. Um, moving on to sustainability, um, we want to look at um, adding a solar tree to main campus. That's a big thing that we're looking at, as well as um, these things that are called vending misers to the vending machines, which would say $190 per vending machine uh, that we would install them to. Um, so, and then moving on to our, um, sorry, I don't have much time left. How much time do I have? about 20 seconds. Okay, sorry, so I'll try to get through. So another big thing that we have um, as far as student life goes is to add a uh, discounted safe ride service. Um, it's much like the program that uh, UNC currently has um, with partnered with their FSL um, organizations that is paid for by student government. Um, so basically what it would do is um, to provide a service to all students that would, um, that would allow students to um, use either Uber or Campus Cruiser, whichever um, organization we choose to partner with, to have maybe half price within a designated map area um, where they get picked up. Okay, awesome. Uh, the the Long Marvec platform is all about acknowledging and challenging precedent here on NC State's campus. Um, for example, we are looking at this beautiful new student union tally, but along with tally comes policies and new emphasis on new rules and policies that govern the students and what we can do at a student union. Um, I think too quickly we will fall and make these precedents concrete and we need to acknowledge both here in the tally and other parts of campus what we can do to move forward and make sure these are not permanent challenges to the students. And to somewhat echo what just Mitchell just said, I want to I think it's time for shared governance. I think it's time for students to begin to really have an impact on the administration that uh, is uh, administrating them. Um, why is the student union ran by administration? And why is the Student Center Board of Directors a, a rubber stamp for um, the Tally Student Union adult staff? Why can't they create the policy? Why is um, the tuition and fees largely made up of uh, uh, administrators and not students. I served on the university fee committee this past session and I was one of three students in a room of uh, 12, 13 uh, administrators. Why aren't students' voice valued more since they are largely the largest contributor um, to fee and tuitions here? I think it's time for that to change. Can you repeat your question, please? What are your priorities and what are the biggest issues you plan to address on campus? Okay, so as part of that, so I'm hearing half of it is platform and the other half is issues. So um, we are going to address the issues through our platform. Uh, a brief background that in our platform, we researched uh, over 35 institution uh, student governments across the US, our peer institutions. So we have 35 student governments that we looked at and said, okay, what are those universities doing well and how can we replicate that here at NC State? Um, our platform has four umbrella categories, academics, diversity and cultural competency, student experience, and student governance. Uh, to give you a brief overview of just some of the key initiatives under each one, academics, we need a course and professor database so we can better pair uh, our students with our faculty in terms of teaching styles. Um, also, are we the North Carolina Institute of Technology? We are a university and we need to be providing a universal uh, education to all of our students. Um, under diversity and cultural competency, we need a, a report of bias incident through student government. So that way we can identify peer-to-peer -peer biases and report those to our upper level administration. 
Um, in addition with that, I'd like to see um, an underrepresented or minority student faculty to uh, student mentorship program. Um, following on student government, uh, we need PAC petitions. We can actually get those ideas from the students. Uh, we don't want student government trying to identify what we think the issues are. Let's have students bring the issues to us. And lastly, under um, student experience, uh, an off-campus sublet board, so that way we can streamline um, all of the off-campus housing options right now. We can eliminate uh, third-party Facebook pages and things that aren't safe. Um, Brandon, do you have any additional comments? Okay. Thank you. Some of our, our priorities, I would say, um, are, are identifying some of the big issues that we've seen. Uh, the first one is, is to center around the idea um, that student government needs to s just step up and start providing more tangible initiatives. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, when we when we kind of had our, our, our poll going around with the team, it, it seemed that none of the initiatives that we were providing were very tangible. It's like, you know, we're paying student government, but what are we getting out of it? Um, on top of that, I really want to work on transparency. I think that student government holds a lot of meetings uh, that take place. And yes, while students are welcome to come, I don't think they're very known about. Uh, I think we could also keep better records, uh, videos. I think we should start moving into live streams and things of that nature. On top of that, I really want to kind of get student government out of our technological stone age. Um, if you look at our website, it's incredibly outdated. It looks like a five-year-old blog. And uh, I really want to kind of get that updated and working a little better. Um, to add to what Rai just said, um, we also, as far as technology goes, um, we want to create a student government type of yik-yak situation where students can post ideas and uh, potentially uh, programs that they like to see uh, because oftentimes we feel as though student government is trying to figure out what students want um, and just assuming those things and we feel like that's a direct way to get student input and then hopefully student government will come better because of that. Our main platform and issues and our priorities are lowering student fees to make, it a, to make um, coming here more accessible and more economically friendly to um, a greater variety we're entering the student body. Another thing we want to do is increase club autonomy. Um, I feel that we need to streamline the tabling process. Um, a lot of clubs have expressed to me a lot of dissatisfaction, um, especially the club, um, one of the clubs I'm involved with. Uh, there's a great deal of dissatisfaction in how long it takes for student body to get back to us in room assignments, um, tabling um, permits. Rooms are sitting empty when clubs want them. That needs to be streamlined. Another thing we want to uh, address is transparency and um, student involvement and just having the student body know what's going on in student government. It's very important that it affects them directly. Um, we want to periodically um, publish a newsletter with an in-depth analysis of what is actually coming through the Student Senate. Um, again, coming from an outsider's perspective, um, I knew nothing. If I did not um, actively seek what was going on, I would have no idea about anything. Student, I've talked to a lot of um, Cal students, a lot of um, engineering students, and they don't care because they don't think, uh, they don't think that their, um, their voice matters. Hi. So, I will ask this question, we'll start with Long and Maureen. What do diversity and inclusion mean to you, and which ways are the words different from another? Okay, uh, excellent question. Um, 
diversity and inclusion is about um, at NC State we consider ourselves a wolf pack and we take that wolf pack and we go to basketball games with it, we go to tailgating, we go to our orgs, but we don't take that wolf pack initiative into discussions about diversity and inclusion. We are divided and we hold steadfast to our values and that needs to change. It is about bringing those differences as assets and challenging the idea that difference is bad. Um, I think to answer your question, diversity is the beginning. It is, you know, we are here, we are different, and we can accept that, and inclusion is the propagation of that, that we can take our differences and find those core values that we share as a wolf pack and move together. And um, just to finish up on that, how many of y'all went to the first town ra racial town hall? It was the one inside of Witherspoon. I remember s sitting there and a young African-American woman in front of me was crying. She said she no longer felt, felt safe um, at NC State. And to me, inclusion and racial climate terminology is the right word. The right word is safety. We have African-American students. We have Native American students. We have Hispanic students, GLBT students not feeling safe here. It's not about inclusion. It's not about diversity. It's about making sure that students of the minority status feel safe here, because they don't. NC State University flat out lied to you when they admitted you and said you were safe here. You're not. It's time for that to change. Uh, thank you again for that question. Um, <clears throat> diversity and inclusion, like you said, are two entirely totally different things. Um, I've lived diversity in my life. Um, through my experiences um, growing up and here at NC State, I've come to realize that uh, a lot of people tend to get the words um, intertwined when they should be separated. Um, to me, diversity is, you know, standardly the idea of their different cultures and different backgrounds um, coming together in one setting. Um, and a lot of times that's where the buck stops. Um, inclusion is the aspect that takes that diversity efforts forward and making sure people understand and, and come to an appreciation for these ideas and um, excuse me, backgrounds and cultures, and also take the motion to even work with them and fully understand why each culture does what they what they do, and then making sure that students who, who don't understand and, and can advocate for these um, minority groups do so. Um, I think that's very important, and I think that's the idea where inclusion um, could be improved upon. To your respectful of time. Um, so diversity to me is the differences between us um, that make our, our various perspectives unique and the things that we have to offer uh, to NC State as a whole. Uh, inclusion is then welcoming those differences that everyone around campus has to offer, in my opinion. Um, I think that when you, when you welcome all those different ideas, you, you get this, this really cool mix um, that just allows, allows for you to really expand your horizons. <coughs> I have sort of a metaphor to use for this. Um, so I think that diversity is making sure that everyone has a place at the table, and then inclusion is making sure that everyone feels welcome sitting at that table. Uh, basically, so that echoes, I believe, exactly what Rai just said. Thank you. Um, 
there's a lot of diversity at uh, NC State. And I think that's one of the things that makes us so strong and um, so unique. Um, diversity to me is all about um, diversity of perspectives and diversity of ideas. Um, obviously, we have a lot of diversity of ideas up here, or there wouldn't be five different candidates sitting before you. Um, but I think that's something that should be looked on positively. Um, everyone has you know, different ideas, and there's something good to be taken from all of those. Um, and inclusion to me is taking all of those uh, various ideas and you know, kind of mixing them together, uh, making sure that everyone is heard and everyone is felt and their ideas are then, you know, implemented. Um. Diversity is having a wide array of different ideas, a different um, uh, um, perspectives in life. Inclusion is making sure that they can all coexist and that they have all equal right to be heard. Yeah, so diversity is who you are. Uh, diversity is where you came from. Diversity is what you believe in. Diversity is what your socioeconomic background is. Diversity is your race. Um, so inclusion is the appreciation of diversity and the initiative to bring awareness to the issues that these groups face and to help create a safe space on campus uh, to discuss topics um, that would affect these groups. So. I'm the Interfraternity Council president. We all know the Interfraternity Council is not particularly diverse, and that is something that I've really worked hard on in my time with the IFC. Um, there's something that takes education on the other, on um, one side, because we've got people on campus that are that know their stuff, that understand diversity and inclusion, and can talk about it all day, and others that are still on step one of this process. So it's important that we get these groups together and we start having these conversations and educating each other. And so with the IFC, what we've done with that, we started work, working with our MPHC fraternities and sororities and started educating each other and started learning about each other's cultures and including each other in our, in our different things we do. And I've learned a ton from that in the past year and a half. And a lot of my friends have, a lot of my fraternity brothers have, and it's something I think we need to make more widely done across campus. Um, for the next question, we're going to start off with Nolan Stafford. Um, although studies have shown that nearly 25% of female college students have been sexually assaulted, these crimes often go unreported and unpunished. Since the It's On Us campaign launched in 2014, do you feel NC State has progressed in increasing sex sexual assault awareness? And in what areas can the university improve on this front? Okay, um, thank you for your question. And yeah, so I'll take a little bit more of a serious tone. Um, at NC State, any form of sexual assault is intolerable, and we need to make sure that those students are reprimanded appropriately. Um, I think that with the It's On Us campaign, we've made it serious progress, but we need to keep pushing that forward. Um, I think that sexual assault is not an isolated issue, that there's many things interconnected with that. We need to make sure that our students are having proper mental health, that we, I, I don't wanna, 
I don't want to speak on behalf of other students. I'm going to speak from a personal uh, perspective. But yeah, um, I think in terms of from a student government approach, we need to bring more awareness to this. I think we need to go a step further than an awareness campaign. But I think you know there's multiple stages in this process. And the beginning is to, yes, raise awareness, raise conversations. But we need to continue with that. We need to make sure that we're giving our students the proper training and the proper resources. I think the Women's Center is an excellent resource. Um, but we, we need to go a step further, whether it's providing additional counseling service, whether that's lo local here in Tally, uh, we don't want to have stigmatizing, uh, or we don't want to be stigmatizing students for going to the counseling center, so maybe we can bring that here. But yeah, it's a very interconnected issue, and I want to make sure that we're addressing it from multiple fronts. Uh, if I'm honored enough to be your student body pres uh, president, I look forward to working with administration, working with students, bringing those ideas on how we can additionally um, move forward on, on addressing sexual assault on this campus. Thank you. So to start, I, I do believe that we need to, to keep pushing. Um, it's on us. But I, I want to kind of go into a story. And it was um, roughly about two months ago. I was in the kitchen with a friend of mine. Um, and, and she heard from a state student about a sexual assault. And um, the, the one thing that, that we talked about was you know, the fact that, that I, I thought that she could come forward. Um, and, you know, I thought that the first thing she should do is tell somebody. And, uh, and what I learned from that situation, because her response was very, um, very defensive, very, uh, a lot of her answers were, you know, well, she doesn't necessarily know this component, or she doesn't necessarily remember this component. And, you know, and, and all the things that would be said if she did bring this information out, uh, and what her parents would think about her. And, um, and, after that, I kind of I realized just really how intense that issue is and, and how we need to stress the fact that it's important to bring this issue out and that it's okay to speak about these issues. Um. Uh, <clears throat> so you spoke um, in part of your question. You said something about specifically the It's On Us campaign. So I have taken the It's On Us pledge. Um, I am an open advocate for uh, sexual assault awareness. Uh, I believe that I have, I believe that I, I am that. Uh, also, as um, a couple of the other candidates already, well, as Paul already said, um, we need to keep having these conversations. And I think that NC State is on the right, in the right direction and going in the right direction by having those conversations. But we need to also, mm -hmm. as, as Paul said, continue having those conversations and moving it to different fronts. Let's be, <clears throat> let's be very clear that sexual assault is unacceptable on this campus. Um, we have the Great Initiative and we have the Women's Center, which is great. And I would like to um, push for a new um, program that allows more, um, more avenues for um, people who feel they have been sexually assaulted to get in touch with authorities, to get in touch with the university in a timely manner. Um, I've, I will not name names. Um, I because of confidentiality, of course, but I have a, a dear friend of mine who um, she felt that, <laughs> she felt embarrassed. Um, she felt that nobody really cared here. And by the time she got around to building up the confidence, it was too late. We need to be able to give um, the victims a streamline, a direct line to having these issues resolved. That is something I care extremely and deeply about. Thank you. 
right, so um, this on us, I think, has had a tremendous amount of positive effect here on our campus. Um, but obviously, there's still a lot of work to be done. Um, so this past year, the executive branch um, brought together and it's on us town hall, which I was fortunate enough to be able to chair. And um, for that town hall, we invited a lot of different um, uh, people from around campus, uh, people from the JLBT Center, counseling, student help, uh, student conduct, and they just kind of answered questions that students had for them um, about what they could do if they were sexually assaulted um, and what kind of campus resources were available for them. And it's just something that we've got to keep working on, um, <clears throat> continuing to go into the future, uh, continuing to work with administrators and those already established relationships that we have. Yeah, so to, to go on that, I think it, it's really scary when you think about all of us in this room are probably going to have a friend that has or will be sexually assaulted here at NC State. And we have these huge, these great uh, resources when that happens. And so what's important is that we educate our students and let them know if this happens, it's okay and you need to reach out to the Women's Center and to these people and these people so we can educate them. When that happens, they have the confidence and they have um, the knowledge to know where to go and how to handle that situation. And also to keep educating our young men that this is not okay and um, teach them right from wrong. I know about it's on us, you know about it's on us, but that's not enough. And Ness, I believe your question said, uh, is the awareness at NC State getting better? It might be, but that's not enough. It is time for us to shatter the hyper-masculine culture that propagates sexual assault and rape. It's time to do that. It's not time to talk about it. It's time for us to tell women to stop wearing this or stop wearing that. To that, I say, hell no, wear what you want to wear. To that, I say, walk in those dark spaces if you want to. Those are supposed to be safe. This is a campus that we're supposed to feel safe on. It's time for men to be able to say they're feminists without feeling weak. I am a feminist and I'm proud of it. Women deserve a right to feel like they're equal and that's not something that we should be ashamed of. That's something we should be proud of. And it's time to embrace that. Uh, hello everyone. As I finish my... <laughs> exactly. As I complete my second year as a student worker at the Women's Center, I have seen so much power in the events that not only the center puts on, but the, the movement, the student organization, in Slut Walk, in Take Back the Night, and especially in the survivors that come into the center and speak out about sexual assault and what they've experienced. I think it's time to stop the stigma and you know, aid and assist survivors and these programs to raise awareness. Hey, um, so as we have seen on Wolfpack students um, as of recent, uh, college campuses have been accused of policing opinions and supporting a restrictive and harmful idea of political correctness. What are your thoughts on this reputation and how would you promote an appropriate college environment? And let's start with Ryan JJ. So um, in our platform, we actually have listed out, uh, we, we've recognized the fact that, that Wolfpack students is, is kind of like the Wild West of uh, NC State at the moment and what you can and can't do. Um, there aren't a lot of ground rules, and uh, I think that uh, there needs to be some sort of, of, of basis as to uh, what is expected of students. I think um, language that is, is potentially, um, you know, 
that is potentially dangerous or harassing, there is a point um, that you can take in that line when you're speaking to someone. Uh, in our platform, we've kind of outlined the idea that we think that there needs to be a specific committee made um, that is is in charge of, of following a set specific, uh, you know, set specific guidelines um, that would kind of govern. So people on Wolfpack students know exactly what's expected of them, and the people on the committee know exactly what we expect them to uh, police and what not to police. Thank you. I think one thing that makes, not just NC State, but makes our country great is the ability to have free speech. Now, that being said, um, hate speech is not tolerable. It is not, we should not have it here. Um, there should be definite guidelines as to what is not okay here on state. Um, but I do wanna stress that um, the expression of ideas goes right back into diversity and inclusion. Um, Having people having different ideas fosters relationships. Um, today, I met with some um, great people, and we were talking about um, starting conversations and having these uh, these sit downs and raising awareness and and talking about the tough issues. If we don't, if we try to to limit what goes on to a certain degree, we won't have those um, conversations, and nothing will change. People will just be silent, and we'll never be able to reach them. And um, have these deep discussions. All right, yeah, so as a current admin of Wolfpack students, as vice president, <laughs> um, I can tell you that it's very hard to uh, find that line um, of where you should delete something, where you should not delete it. You get, um, and Kari can attest to this, you get a lot of notifications every single day. Um, your phone gets blown up. but. Um, you know, our director of diversity outreach this year, Mariah Barrow, um, actually came up with a really great idea a couple weeks ago, and something that we're planning to implement next year. Um, so anytime someone uh, puts something that's maybe on the borderline, maybe it's not something that you take off, um, or maybe it is something that you take off, um, we want our, whoever our diversity outreach director is next year to reach out to that person and explain to them why it's wrong and to do a little bit of educating. Um, and that's kind of our solution to that. So, like everyone said, when you look at Wolfpack students, sometimes you'll see some nasty things, and that's not just on Wolfpack students. I'm uh, working on something with all four Greek councils right now um, for Diversity Education Week, and some of the things that we've got screenshotted on that that we've talked about that we've seen on campus are just nasty, and things people are saying is just nasty. So it's things like Diversity Education Week, we need to, um, give that opportunity to more students and have more students coming to that event. And I don't know, coming to these events, and I don't know if that's more marketing, but it's something that I think if we started having these conversations with students, maybe they would understand. Saying these things is not just something you're saying. It hurts people and it's not okay under any circumstances. Okay, I'm not gonna use the microphone because I realize I'm a little loud. Um, <laughs> so um, I think it's important to be able to have conversations. And what's great about Wolfpack students is that people, whether or not you agree with them or disagree with them, can attach their opinions to their name. So we know who these people are that are potentially um, sharing opinions that are not uh, common, or are not proper, or not um, uh, politically correct. But I think the most important thing to remember is that we have the right to stand up. We have the right to challenge them. And I will make a promise. I. If I see something on Wolfpack students, whoever posted that is, is not something that's uh, something
something I agree with, you better watch out, because this 300-pound male is coming for you. I am going to challenge you on your opinions, your beliefs. That's what I do best. I think that's what every single student needs to do. We need to be able to challenge each other. A university is not a place where the same ideas foster great ideas. It's a place where different ideas foster even greater ideas. And that's what we need to realize here. Now, if you post something racist, watch out. Because Cody Michael Long the first is coming for you. Is there going to be a junior? <laughs> He's coming. <laughs> Third, we'll find you two. Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's going to be an epic battle on Facebook. Um, I think, um, in all seriousness, no, I think it's great to have opinions um, and be entitled to your opinion. But once that opinion gets imparted on others, that's where a problem starts. Once there are racist comments, sexist comments that occur on these things, on this uh, Wolfpack student uh, page, um, I do see people stand up for it, but it's still a problem. Um, and it's, the evident, it's further evidence of the lack of cultural competency that is available, that is here on campus. Um, if you look at our platform, we are, diversity and cultural competency is one of our main initiatives. Um, I think also, too, I was on the um, Racial Climate Town Hall Committee, and I think in conjunction and working with those people um, who took their hardworking time, energy, hours, to make sure that we come up with four top-notch plans that we feel are very effective um, and can be implemented into increasing the idea of cultural competency here on campus needs to be taken. You know, this work should not be gone to waste. And I feel like as much effort and time has been put into it, it's a great thing that we should take upon ourselves to make sure we can make happen. One additional comment I'll make too is that in our platform, we suggest um, actually taking these controversial topics and hosting town halls for them. People uh, treat each other differently behind the, the mask of a keyboard, and very little do I see people actually changing their minds and changing their opinions on Wolfpack students. So if we can actually get them from behind the keyboard and get them to have face-to-face -face discussions, I think we're going to change that to being more proactive and like more productive in terms of those dialogues that are happening on campus. Thank you. So I have a question for the vice president, starting with you, Caroline, and then going to Griggs. In what capacity have you worked with your running mate, and why do you feel you will work well together as a team? Uh, Harrison and I know each other through um, lots of uh, mutual friends. And uh, a couple months ago, uh, I heard he was thinking about running for a student body president, and he reached out to me, and uh, we sat down, you know, kind of had a conversation about things that we thought we wanted to improve on in student government, and we just really clicked. We had a lot of the same, you know, ideas, um, which later kind of became our uh, platform. Um, as far as working together, I think we make such a great team because we are involved in different aspects on campus. Um, firstly, he'll be an upperclassman, I'll be a lowerclassman. I think that's something that is definitely valuable in that, you know, the um, lowerclassmen, and I'm sorry, underclassmen, um, are 50% of this university, and um, they need to have representation, especially in the exec side. Um, I'm in Greek life, he's not in Greek life. Um, we come from different colleges, and um, I think that's 
just touching on all the different areas and you know receiving opinions is something that we can work together to collaborate on um, having our fingers in kind of different pots so to speak and um, I think I think and I know that we would be a great team for NC State so I met Nate I guess about a year ago now um, through Kari uh, I was on Kari and Nate's campaign team I uh, met Kari through our fraternities um, and so started having interactions with Nate when I was helping Nate and Kari campaign last year and uh, we were lucky enough to win that election so Kari, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I was lucky enough to uh, be on their executive cabinet this year and working with them on the executive cabinet first of all was a great honor I learned a lot from both of them and Nate and I sort of had a connection from the beginning and uh, got along well and uh, sort of had some chemistry uh, so when he started thinking uh, he was going to run and asked me to be his running mate, obviously I, I jumped on that opportunity. Um, and Nate and I have a lot of similar views, but also come from different backgrounds and uh, are into different things. Um, so I think our diversity on the fact that he's been a student government much longer than me was. I, my leadership experience has been uh, in other groups like interfraternity council, my own fraternity, and things like that. Uh, we really work well together. I've learned a lot from he and Kari in the past year. Uh, I truly believe in Nate and think he's the best man for the job. And so I'm really excited to get another chance to work with him. Um, that's it. Um, August 15th, 2013, the day before we moved into the Scholars Village. Um, my first day here at NC State, I'm from Ohio. I got my plate of food from someone named Moe's. And I was like, what is going on? So <laughs> I walk up to a table and sit down next to my roommate. And Cody happens to be friends with my roommate. And you know, discussion starts. I'm a little timid. And I just hear Cody's excitement for NC State and what he's planning on doing. And he knows everything about it. And the first thing I say, I turn to him and I'm like, Cody, you don't know this yet, but we're going to be best friends. <laughs> And here we are. So um, since then, we joined student government together. And just it's been so much more than that. After meetings, we would go to Tally and you know, sit down, talk about it, bring in other people to the conversations, Carly, and just discuss what issues we see on campus and why we're here at NC State. And it's grown and grown through student government, through other commitments. And I just knew that Cody was the best man for the job as student president, and I wanted to be his running mate. I feel like I'm giving like the speech at his wedding or something. But, um, Paul, um, but um, honestly, honestly, <laughs> we've had. Um, it was a coincidence how we kind of uh, started our relationship. Um, no pun intended. But um, we started working with the peer mentor program as liaisons and reaching out to people to get each other started. Um, and from there, I was like, who is this slinky guy um, <laughs> working with PNP? And I walked by a mirror, and I was like, well, I'm slinky too, so I can't even say anything. Um, but just seeing how genuine Paul was and how genuine I am as a person, it was an automatic connection. We started talking about issues, and we realized we aligned ourselves a lot of the same way. Um, and this past fall, actually, we were blessed to go on an ASB trip together, ironically. We didn't know. And we happened to uh, go on there, and just we attacked hunger and homelessness up in D.C. And it was a great way for us to kind of connect even more and meet, real, meet Paul on a deeper level. And then the day before um, campaigning started on the 21st, we actually had to sit down. I was like, Paul, like, I realize we don't 100% know each other, but we kind of know each other. And as we really started to dig deep down about our history, and I told him about you know, my past, um, 
you know, the hardships I had and um, started talking to him. He was like, man, was like, you've been a great man all your life for all the things you've gone through. And he said, I appreciate you. And I was like, well, no, I appreciate you for the stuff and the ideas you gave me. And that's just like, um, so ever since, you know, a couple years ago, we've constantly intertwined our, our um, circles and it's been a great thing ever since. And we started talking, I don't know if you knew, I thought about, oh, all right, well, I could go on, but. Uh, my first encounter with Rye was, in, in my intro, I didn't even mention that I was a current center in the College of Humanities and Social Sciences. I completely, that completely, this should be the main thing I mentioned. Um, but I'm also a member of the committee, uh, it's entitled GROVE is the acronym, but it's Government Relations Oversight. And actually, um, we um, vetted Rye for his current position in uh, being Kari's executive assistant. So that's where my first encounter was with Rye. Uh, and then about a month and a half ago, uh, he asked me to, you know, run with him. And over this time, I've found uh, that me and Rye really connect a lot on ideologies in terms of what we would like to see changes within the university. Um, I've just found that Rye is really just an amazing person. Um, I really feel that um, a lot of what he, we want to do is, like I said, it just aligns completely. And We've really been in constant communication, I mean, 24-7 for, for about a month now. Um, and that is including 4 a.m. conversations about campaigning or about just things in general because we've been able to have, like, those, those personal conversations now. And I feel that we, our relationship has grown in a very short period of time, and it's going in the right direction. This is a long question, so please listen. If you need me to repeat it, I can. Multicultural students have expressed the need for more inclusivity, diversity, and sensitivity training in a variety of avenues for students and faculty. As these students and departments work toward implementing the action items necessary for such training, how will you utilize your position in order to be a driver for the new racial climate action items, besides simply mentioning them, mentioning them in your platform? We will be starting with Bridgers and Griggs. All right, yeah, so um, I guess it was about a month or two ago. It was at the beginning of the semester in January. Um, student government um, sponsored and hosted a, student, a uh, racial climate town hall. And in that event, we had our diversity outreach department, uh, which consisted of uh, Mariah and DJ, kind of reach out to a lot of different groups around campus because we decided um, what the best way that we as student government could speak for minority organizations, and we decided that the best way to do that was to allow them to speak for themselves. Um, so we got everyone together and assembled everyone, and a lot of great ideas came out of it. And so I put it in my platform because I want you to know that if you elect me as student body president, I will absolutely make sure that the chancellor and his cabinet or anyone else gets these things done. And if it's not getting done, and then I'm going to let them know about it every single month that I meet with them. So, so this is something that uh, Nate and I clearly care a lot about, um, if you haven't picked that up already. Um, we've got a lot of things in our platform for how we want to keep this going. But like Nate said, a lot of it is collaboration with other organizations because Nate and I don't have all the answers. It's um, working with all the minority um, organizations on campus and uh, making sure all voices are heard in that. Okay. 
Um, within student government, there is a primary function of spending student fees back to students and organizations. That's through appropriations, that's through finance, that's through all the line items of the various officers. I think um, a key part of that is not only do we take students' money, but we take their values and reflect that back in how we spend it as a student government. We have every right and duty to take the values expressed through diversity, through inclusion, and require those in how we spend money. If we expect orgs to put on events for students, we expect them to have inclusivity and diversity. Um, I think it's very possible and very reasonable to ask student orgs to go through basic training for diversity, for cultural competence, and even as a requirement for those funds. And you often hear the phrase, talk is cheap. Well, talk is cheap unless it's coming from a man that's willing to yell on the top of his lungs and raise hell to get that word out there. And I think often um, we assume, hey, the administrators are making these decisions. But unless you're banging on their door, unless you're willing to go uh, say, hey, Randy, we got to have a sit down. Because uh, where were you at that racial town, uh, climate town hall? Um, what, what's going on here? We need to be willing to have those conversations and chew them out when they're not listening. Because it's time for students to actually get the issues that really matter to them to the voice of the administrators. So I think there's a two-part answer to that question. Um, thank you for the question. Um, first off, um, I was actually a part of those talks and helping to implement that town hall uh, with the great people, like I said, who helped to put that together. Um, and so I know what they're, I feel what they're feeling, uh, to be honest. I, I've lived through these things and I see the need for these four action items to be implemented. Um, on top of that, I have no problem talking to administration. Um, if you know me, <laughs> you know I have no problem talking to administration and making sure that they are following through with what their position and entitled, is entitled to, which is to represent and students in a manner in which they can feel safe and they can feel comfortable and be successful. Um, to me, I feel too that putting those people who are a part of those talks um, in charge of implementing and making sure those action items are followed through on is important because if you're not, if you weren't a part of those talks, I feel like not necessarily qualified, but I feel like you could, there's people who are um, of a better status to make sure that those things happen. Yes, as a final remark, student government is an organization by the students for the students. So again, to echo what Brandon said about being interconnected with the student leaders that have already taken on these issues and helping give them the resources and empowering them to create that change on campus. So let me start out by saying I'm nowhere near an expert in diversity in any way, shape, or form. Um, and it's something that I, I openly acknowledge. Um, I'm constantly learning every day and you know, looking for experts in the field and, and finding new opinions and, and trying to hear what people have to say on the matter. Um, part of being a leader is also knowing when to follow, and I think that's, that's one of those subjects that, that I have to follow in. Um, I'm not a multicultural student, so I, I don't completely understand that, um, that issue. And so, so moving forward in that, I would seek out the students who do lead in that issue and, and work with them and, and try to really reach out to making sure that, you know, that issue is properly represented. I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Multicultural students have expressed the need for more inclusivity 
diversity and sensitivity training in a variety of avenues for students and faculty. As these students and departments work toward implementing the action items necessary for such training, how will you utilize your position in order to be a driver for the new racial climate action items, besides simply mentioning them, mentioning them in your platform? Um, I think as I uh, mentioned earlier, I'm the student liaison on the Council of Undergraduate Education. And one of the main things that um, has been in the meetings that we've had is um, diversity. Uh, faculty members uh, feel as though students should be more, should have more training in diversity in the classroom as well. Um, there have been talks about increasing the number of um, U.S. diversity hours for um, the GEP requirements and um, you know, as student leaders, I think that's something that we should definitely advocate for, um, just as far as being able to collaborate with the faculty and to relay to the administration that this is something that is important. It's something that we need to focus on. And if not only the students, but the faculty see an issue as well, that needs to be addressed. And it needs to be addressed in a timely manner as well. Um, we shouldn't have to wait years and years for things to be approved because the issues are happening now. So we're gonna start off the next question with um, Long and Moravec. So school's a stressful, stressful place for many of us. What are some ways that you feel NC State can erase the stigma of seeking counseling or other services so that our campus can cut back on mental breakdowns, suicides, and or increase retention rates of students? Um, <clears throat> this year, I joined the first cohort um, year of the Mental Health Ambassadors. It is a excellent, excellent program about peer education and getting connected with the counseling center. And every Friday, this group of 25 amazing individuals, they come and they, they just be themselves and they talk about their communities and how mental health is here and it's here to stay if we don't t start breaking down the stigma. I believe um, it starts early, it can begin at orientation, we can have these QPR trainings about suicide and suicide prevention and we can bring the discussion to our classrooms. Um, but more than that, I think continuing the concept of peer education, students talking to students, that the issues are real, they are here, but they're invisible and to break that stigma is the first step. And I think it's important to have real talk. It's important to say it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to say you're depressed. It's okay to say I'm suicidal and I need to reach out to people. I remember going to the event um, held by uh, Fraternity and Sorority Life uh, just a couple weeks ago and they asked the question, how many of y'all have been to counseling? And people rose their hand, but they rose it with pride. It was like a badge of honor. I've been to counseling, and I'm proud of it. And so that's the stigma that needs to be created, the stigma of it's good, it's great, it's awesome to go get help when you need it. Because I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, and it's perfectly OK to not be perfect. And that's the stigma we need to create. OK, um, can I ask you to repeat the question one more time? School is a stressful place for many of us. What are some ways that you feel NC State can erase the stigma of seeking counseling or other resources so that our campus can cut back on mental breakdowns, suicides, and or increase retention rates of students? Thank you. 
Um, so I think it goes to the fact that uh, mental health is not something to be looked at in isolation. It's not a single category. Um, it's multifaceted. There's many aspects to this. Uh, I actually had a meeting with Arts NC State, um, I think it was on Tuesday, and we talked about how actually like art is therapeutic and how if this university invested more in its arts program, that we might be able to see fewer students attend uh, counseling at the counseling center. So I think it just shows like one example that all of this is very interconnected and that there are many other resources that we wanna make sure we're not overlooking when we're trying to combat the issue of mental health. Um, in addition to that, uh, I wanna say one of our platform points is doing uh, NCBI diversity training for student body officers. I'd like to also see them go through some form of training for mental health. Do you have any comments? Thank you. So our big goal would be to uh, encourage the use of counseling of the counseling center um, as well as the mental health ambassadors, um, encouraging reaching out. Uh, but also, you know, we, we have specifically on our platform that, that we really want to encourage, um, you know, mental health. We can make that a, a bigger deal. Um, I know that that's a, the big, big event put on by NAMI. And uh, I think student government should jump in there and just really, really go all out to kind of show that we're in support of that. Uh, on top of that, I'm a big fan of the idea of clubs. I think that that, that really helps combat that issue in the sense that, um, you know, we're giving students people to reach out to. Uh, I think sometimes it's, it's kind of scary to reach out to somebody who, you know, isn't necessarily in college or is considered a, a counselor um, just because of the age difference or, or you know, difference in, in the way um, the way the lifestyles that are being lived at that moment. Um, so, you know, clubs are huge, especially with the idea that you can surround yourself with people who have a similar idea of you um, or, or are doing the same things as you and, and making those friends to be able to reach out to. Of course, we want to make sure that um, any students suffering from any mental stress or anything of that nature have the resources and the opportunities to get help immediately. But again, we want to look at what causes these problems. You know, um, uh, a cousin of mine um, came to this university. Uh, he had no he was not struggling with mental um, mental health, and then he got here, and he became extremely overwhelmed. Um, and he didn't really have anyone to reach out to. He didn't know where the programs were. He didn't know where the resources, I mean, they exist and they can be improved on, but we need to let the student body know how to find them. So raising awareness, um, making sure these programs are at the forefront, um, introducing them in orientations, I think would go a long way to improve um, catching these, um, catching the problem in an early stage. My guess just to piggyback off of that, um, you know, uh, recently having the experience of coming to a university, it is very overwhelming, and I know a lot of my friends have been overwhelmed, especially in the first semester, because it's so many new changes, and we have great programs in place, but really and truly, students do not know about these resources, or they're, uh, you know, they're too, they don't want to reach out, and I feel like we just need to have conversations to reduce that stigma associated with that. Um, we want to continue to promote the mental health ambassadors. Um, so this past year, the executive branch worked with the Association of Student Governments to uh, hold a big uh, mental health awareness event. Um, and we brought in the mental health ambassadors to come and speak and just kind of talk about um, some of their services and things that they offer students. Um, and as with that, um, 
we also had a pretty close relationship with uh, NAMI on campus this year. That's the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Um, <clears throat> and just continue to uh, promote these organizations to the student body and let them know that the resources are here and that there are people that do care. So in my experience, um, I've had friends that uh, I've thought need to go to counseling. And uh, one day, it was uh, three of us sitting there. Um, and I, I, I hinted at that to her, you know, maybe that's a good idea. And she was saying, no, no. And then my friend said, well, I went when I was going through something, and it actually really helped me. She said, okay, well, if you went, I'll go. So I think if we can have people that have, and like Cody said, raise their hand and raise it proudly that you've been and it's helped you. And so to change that stigma, I think we really need to be proud of it. And the people that have gone and the people that will go need to be proud to go So and tell their friends, you're going through this, that's okay. We're all going through stuff. And this is who I reached out to and it really helped me. I really think it might help you too. So uh, this will be the final question and it will serve as your closing statement. Um, we have five white guys in suits up here running for student body president. So I wanna know uh, what experiences have made uh, you more qualified than the other candidates? And we'll start with uh, Paul and uh, Brandon. Okay. What experiences have made me more qualified? Um, so I'll start off by saying again, um, I am Paul Nolan, student leader, scholar, visionary, and advocate. Um, I'm an aspiring Benjamin Franklin scholar, dual degree student in materials engineering and political science. Um, I also serve this university as a chancellor's aide. I represent it directly uh, for Chancellor Woodson and also upper level administration, such as deans and uh, vice provosts. But also, yeah, I, I've gone, um, and, and really done my part to make sure that I'm making a contribution back to this great university. Um, I'm a second year peer mentor through Multicultural Student Affairs. I, I've taken my, my course on cultural competency and I'm continuing to, uh, to grow through that, through experiential learning, by uh, making sure that I challenge myself and, and to grow as, a, as an individual. Um, I'm an active participant in CSLEPS. So I love that organization and, and I'm, I'm here to help all of you as students. Student government is here to help you. NC State is here to help you and I'm here to serve you too. As I stated earlier, I feel the biggest uh, difference between uh, that Paul and I have between the rest of the candidates is the fact that we're so genuine. Um, and that goes in every aspect that you see that we do. Everything that we do is not that we do it for personal gain. We feel if there's a need for something, it's our job to step in and make a difference and not wait for somebody to do it. Um, we're so vastly across campus on what we do. Um, with him being a chancellor, aide, me being the president of my fraternity, and then even just mentoring outside of the community with the YMCA, I feel like we've taken upon initiatives to understand the community as a whole and to make sure that we have the understanding on how we can do to improve it for the better, not just now, but for the future alike. So um, the, the one thing I would say that makes me incredibly different from everyone else uh, on these, as, as you said, five white guys, um, is that I'm a transfer student. So I've kind of seen both worlds, I've seen how it works um, in different places and, and here as well, so I get those, um, I get multiple perspectives. Uh, previously, I served as Wake Tech student body president. Um, while I was there, I was head of their debate club, uh, as well as a member of multiple different um, honorary uh, societies. Um, and then I came here and I, I had to start over. I had to start over um, kind of everything. I had to learn uh, what it was like to be a new student. I had to learn um, you know, what it was like looking at student government from the outside and then seeing student government from the inside. Um, 
you know, I, I play club rugby for the school, so I, I work with athletics as well. Um, and I've just, I, I get to see things from a different perspective that I don't think any other candidate at the moment has. What I bring to the table here is that I have outside experiences in the, um, in grassroots campaigns back in my home county. Um, deeply involved in agriculture back in Granville County. My father um, really grew on a tobacco farm. Um, in fact, I, <laughs> I am known in the county for looking at issues, seeing that nothing's being done, and then go and fix them. For instance, six roads in Granville County, which um, were the lifelines of six major farms that kept the county alive, were overlooked by the state legislature for 15 years, I believe. And um, I went to the student leg I went to the NCLA, NCGLA, and I, I sat down with the senators. Um, this is all in high school, by the way. And I had these things approved. I got them paved six years ahead of schedule. I know how to get things done. I'm, I'm, I'm completely qualified in that um, I can bring something to the table that I don't know if the rest of these guys have. Um, probably the thing that makes uh, Harrison and I uh, different from the rest of the candidates is uh, accountability. Um, everyone up here except for us will be senior next year. Um, so he will be a rising junior, I'll be a rising sophomore. The um, initiatives that we put in place and the policies and programs that we like will promote and implement will be something that we will uh, have to, you know, be known for for the next years at NC State, and I think that's an important you know, factor to note. What separates me from the rest of the candidates is that I have a proven record. Um, from the very moment that I stepped foot on NC State's campus, I dedicated all of my time pretty much to serving NC State. Um, I ran for first year Senate, was elected to that, and then again I ran the next year and sat on the tuition and fees committee. Everyone told me that it was impossible for us not to have tuition and fees, or fees increase go up to 5%. I kept it down uh, to around 4% that year. And <clears throat> working with administrators, working with different um, <clears throat> departments around campus, I've, I've established those relationships through the year. Further established those this past year, I have a very close relationship with the chancellor and his cabinet. So I think if anyone's able to get anything done, it's someone that already has those established relationships that knows who to talk to to get things done and has to know how to do it. Just to uh, jump on that for a second, um, at our most recent chancellor's liaison, which he sits on as the vice president of student body and I sit on as interfraternity council president, uh, sitting there watching Nate joke with <laughs> Chancellor Woodson and uh, vice chancellor um, Dr. Mullen, um, and other administrators, it really showed he's got these relationships that take months and even years to build that no one else has and the um, relationships I've already started building as well. So we'll be right on schedule. We won't have to work on those relationships. Once we get started, we can get right into it and get the things done that we need to get done right away. Hello, everyone. Um, I think what stands out to me as Mitchell Morvac is my sheer number of experiences at NC State. Um, coming in, I took on the Scholars Program and crushed that Scholars record of attending the most events and, <laughs> and a diverse um, wrap-up of events. And then coming into sophomore year, I was able to 
work and serve at the GLBT Center, the Multicultural Student Affairs Office, and the Women's Center, and meet hundreds of students that are not like me and have wonderful stories and concerns about NC State. And then coming into this year, I've been able to reach out even more mental health ambassadors and also the Arts Fans Board to learn about the arts programs and just, you know, again, experience NC State for what it is. I could be up here and tell you that I was the youngest student senate president that I know of, that I was a student senator, the Chass delegation leader, but that doesn't matter. What matters is exactly what Gabe said, that there's five white males up here, and I'm the only white male up here that's gonna say this. I'm a white male that's privileged, and I've checked that privilege. It's been painful, it's been tireless, and it's been a hell of a fight. Ask Carly, ask Mitchell. I have cried at the town hall meetings afterwards. I have shed my work and tears because of this. So it's not gonna be the experience or the know-how, which I have. It's gonna be the passion and the willingness to fight indifference that I think I do have, that I'm willing to fight um, the battles that uh, students aren't willing to fight because they're scared. I'm willing to do the things that need to be done with a passion that's needed for it. 